You're listening to BNI, the Australian Story podcast, brought to you by BNI Australia, Australia's largest business referral organisation. For more information how your business can benefit from BNI and to find your local chapter, go to our website at bni.com.au. Now, here are your hosts, Veronica Lizamato and Brent Edwards. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 41 of BNI, the Australian story. My name is Veronica, and I am here once again with our co host and executive director from Melbourne South, Mr. Brent Edwards. Hi, Brent. Hi, V. How are you? Refreshed after your week off. Well, well, what's a week off? I tell you, I am actually just super excited and still on a high from Global Convention. Um, just the way that it was all put together online. I had my recliner, a big screen TV, a plate of pasta, a coffee, and then a little bit later on it turned into a glass of wine. But I've never done business like that, and it was just amazing. Uh, kudos to BNI Global for putting that together for us this year. It was really well organised. Um, yeah, a few of the early sessions where I had a few bandwidth problems, but later on it became good. It was very interesting sitting there on my couch with it hooked into my TV uh, doing conference with uh, of a nighttime with a glass of uh, red wine in my hand and of a morning with a coffee, getting up next morning having a coffee there and and uh, and doing that. And it was really well done and some great presenters. And um, the great thing is those recordings will be on demand for a bit too. So if you missed anything, you'll be able to catch up with them. But um, kudos for everyone for organising that. It was actually the biggest... Uh, global convention BNI's ever had because it was online. Yeah. And uh, and I had some feedback from me, uh, feedback back to me from members who said, well, for $99, what value? You know, getting to hear to all those, hear all those speakers and and, uh, and all the sessions they did. So from this end, great success. So we um, we were actually both in a meeting with, um, with Ivan, in a, in a Zoom meeting with Ivan, and he actually said that because we were able to uh, present Global Convention the way that it, it was presented this year, they were able to afford even better speakers than last year, even more activity, because they had even more people coming in from all around the world. And am I right, it was around 7,500 people that they had coming in over those four days? Yeah, I think it was it was something around right. the, well, the latest figure I heard was 6,000, but it could have possibly got up to that. Yeah, so um, there was quite a few people uh, involved from around the world. It was really interesting, and when you've done a few global conventions like I have, it was interesting recognising everyone in the chat and saying, oh, hi, how are you going? <laughs> and uh, and having a chat to them through there. And then the Zoom sessions where we could actually do one-to-ones with uh, and the Australian. Everyone who came from Australia got an opportunity to do a, do a group one-to-one with uh uh, Ivan Meiser, as you suggested, and uh, also our CEO, Graham Weimiller. He was amazing. So, uh, they, they were great, great sessions as well. And uh, the participants, which were even members, got to ask questions of those guys, which was uh, which was great. And uh, and they really enjoyed seeing all our people. We had a really good turnout from Australia. I think we had uh, around 300 registered from Australia as well. Yeah, good on all our Aussie members for getting involved. And, look, I just need to... Um, just, I want to say to anyone who is listening that's a member who has resisted any of the online transition, maybe you didn't go to global convention because you didn't want to experience it online, you'd had an, you've got Zoom lag or Zoom fatigue or whatever it is that we're calling it now, 
don't limit yourself and the amount of networking that you can do by saying that I'm not going to at least give it a go because I've got one-to-one set up with people all over the world that are doing things in my own industry ahead of me already because they obviously COVID hit them before it hit us. And the amount of value that I'm going to get after global conventions even finished, if I had have sat back and said, no, I don't want to do that because online doesn't suit me, I would have no access to that at all. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, it's probably a really great segue into our into our guests here today because her particular industry has been really affected by yeah. the global pandemic and to the point where they couldn't trade. Yeah. And you know, it was uh, it's it's harrowing to uh, to to think what it's it's done to our uh, members who are travel agents around the place. And and uh, I was talking to our guest today before, and I said it's great to see you you're still in BNI because some travel agents just packed up shop and and, and couldn't do it. Uh, I'm sure some will filter back, but some of them haven't got a business to filter back from anymore. Yeah, yeah. so um, you know, it's unless you actually transitioned and sort of pivoted from that, um, you know, and I think I said it all along while we're doing this podcast through the, uh, through the year, I said, if you can sort of just keep going and just keep things rolling over, you'll come out of this a lot better than someone who's just thrown their hands in the air and said, Oh, it's, it's all too hard. I'm out of here. Uh, And what we're finding now is as the place is starting to open up, guess who's winning those people who kept things going. So our guest here today is uh, Annie Thompson, and she's from Palm Beach Travel, and she is, well, she's in Queensland, but her group meets in New South Wales, so she's right on the border there in the Gold Coast area, in the uh, in the in the Tweed, in the Tweed Heads area from the Eagles chapter. We've actually had someone from the Eagles chapter on previously as well. So Annie, um, welcome, and as we ask everyone, and you tell us you've been in BNI since two thousand and thirteen. How did you find out about BNI and what made you compelled to be a part of our family? Thank you for the warm welcome. Um, I'm so excited to be here. Um, I started in BNI. It was my boss, our owner actually, had got one of our new staff members to join because she was new to the area and he thought it'd be a fabulous way for her to meet people as well because there's that wonderful social aspect. Um, but then she left and so I got dumped with her. <laughs> another one, another one that just got dumped with a B&I membership. And um, here I am almost, that was 2013, so here we are in 2020. And, um, yeah, so uh, there's a lady in our group, um, Julie Stevens, the two Julies actually, and they don't take no for an answer. So um, Julie West and Julie Stevens, and they were very instrumental in keeping me on board. So, yeah. But once I got there and I was there, it was a no-brainer for me. Yeah. They're such a supportive group. So what would you love the most about it, Annie? Well, it was the quirkiness of the group members. I love that. We had, you know, every morning someone would be singing or saying a poem or doing a drama thing. You know, they're just a bunch of – there's – one leadership team we had and I thought these guys could actually run a TV show. They were just so much fun. Um, but probably the real thing, which I guess when you're running a business and you're immersed in it, um, just having time to think about what you're doing from a business sense once a week, um, it'd be very easy just to, you know, keep going on the treadmill, but to stop, think, reflect, see what other people are doing. I just think it's, it's invaluable to anyone in business. 
Yeah. It's great you actually say that because we were talking about it a few weeks ago, V, about, you know, about having fun and personalities in the group and and that enthusiasm is really infectious and it's a place where people want to be and they're not sort of getting up early and getting to a meeting and going there under sufferance. They're going, well, you know, I'm really looking forward to it because this is where I have a bit of fun and do some business as well. Yeah. It hasn't My, been easy either over COVID, has it, uh, Annie? You've, some, some of us needed to drag ourselves out of bed to get in front of a computer, but we still had something to get up to and go to and be part yeah. of. Look, I the first meeting we had on Zoom, I actually didn't attend. I just, and it was because I knew how wonderful and supportive our group would be. And I thought, I'm just going to spend the whole time crying. <laughs> so, so I chickened out and I didn't attend. The yeah. first phone call I got when at the end of March was from a BNI member checking on me. My first email I got was from a BNI member checking on me. I opened the mail one day and there's a $100 gift card from Gail McHugh, our finance person in the chapter. Wow. Wow. Yeah. You know, yeah. And I mean, she's got stuff in credit with Virgin or whatever, you know, but that's, that was all the positivity was coming from BNI. So yeah, I dodged that first meeting um, because I just thought I'm going to cry all the way hit through here. But uh, yeah, it was tough. Uh, don't don't worry, Annie. I was in meetings with uh, with travel agents in those first meetings in March, and there was quite a few tears um, from those people. And and like it's a, it's amazing that um, it's amazing that uh, you know you you B and I people were the first to support you. Well, it's not amazing. It's we expect it because yeah. we're sort of used to that. And we're a part of it, but uh, it's great to see. You know that those are the first people to support you, and yeah, and times were tough around that those times because you were you were busy refunding all the work mm. that you did uh, yeah. to people when they couldn't travel. I, I couldn't imagine uh, that being so bad. And I and I heard a story um, in one of our chapters in Melbourne where, so, and I think we've even spoken about this in an earlier episode, where one of the members uh, in the chapter. Uh, decided to say get up in the meeting in the Zoom meeting. You don't really get up because you're sitting behind a computer, but uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, piped up in the Zoom meeting and and said, "Listen, you know, um, I'm going to want a holiday after this. I want to buy a you know a five hundred dollar travel voucher." And then um, twenty people in the meeting bought five hundred dollar travel vouchers uh, to use in the future, and that gave the travel agent the group ten thousand dollars worth of income. Wow. To, to help them through. And uh, and I heard this and I did this with a travel agent in one of the groups I was in as well. Uh, and I've got one sitting there that I can't really use anyway. But, you know, if I was able to help that person for, for one week, yeah. um, you know, that's great. And this is what we see from the people you build relationships with. They usually, if there's something bad happening in your life or a tragedy happening in your life, they're usually the first you hear from. And Ivan talks about it all the time in in his podcast and in a lot of his presentations as well. He spoke about it at the Global Convention about, um, you know, when there's been disasters and the like in the area, usually, or, or, or issues, a family tragedy or something, usually the BNI people are, are first on your doorstep with that. So, you know, it, it's... You know, it's great to hear it from someone local as well that it happens here too to just reinforce it. 
Yeah, definitely. And and also, like you say, I haven't got the five hundred dollar voucher thing happening, but um, my bookings have um, more than fifty percent of the little bit of business we have been doing have all come from one of our members, Alicia. She's our um, florist in the group. She booked her honeymoon with me. Um, another lady, uh, Lindell, the professional writer, she was on some sort of online forum and managed to score me a client who needed to travel overseas and I just did an itinerary for her to help her with an, her exemption to travel and through that she referred me to another fellow in Melbourne who then paid me $100 to prepare his itinerary um, so that he didn't have to keep buying tickets and putting them in for refunds. So, um, yeah, so all pretty much all the business I have had has come from... BNI members working their best to try and help us out. Um, and when you think pretty much every travel agency owner that I know has remortgaged their house in order to keep their business going so that those refunds that are coming back in are actually going back to the people they belong to and not to your secured creditors like um shopping centre management and things like that. So uh, literally they're borrowing against their homes so they can give money back to people. Yeah. That's it. That's the only reason they're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and um, so you've heard this uh, from other travel agents, similar stories across the uh, across the BNI community. So uh, you do speak with other travel agents and you, you've got similar sort of stories like your own, where, where people have actually done that. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Um, that I mean, that's just what it is at the moment. And we literally, I mean, there's a little bit of domestic stuff happening, but other than that, and a lot of people have got credit, so they're using their credit, which means there's no income because we've already done the work on it, so there's no commission to be paid. So, you know, um, you really can't run a business with no income, and that's pretty much what is happening at the moment. So, Annie, how important was BNI for you when you didn't have a business to operate? Mm. You're still expected to turn up to meetings because that's you know part of what we say. We're going to keep each other accountable, and yeah. everyone invests in being part of a system. Yeah, and it doesn't matter if you've got a business that's operating or not. You're still expected to turn up to a meeting and bring yeah. a referral and all of that kind of thing. And sure. How important was BNI in that part of, I guess, 2020 for you? Yeah, so it was a bit complicated, but um, in a way, um, just having that thing to go to, that to hang your hat on, and I wasn't sure if our owner would want me to continue, but for him it was literally a no-brainer. He just went, no, nope, um, you know, we'll work out a payment plan, whatever. He wanted to be involved in it. I needed a sub one week and he, I, I dobbed him in for it and he tried to get out of it. He called everyone else in the company. He tried to ditch it to people and he couldn't get out of it. So he went along on our first one back in real life and walked away buzzing. He was absolutely just to be there with all these positive people who were supportive. Um, it Yeah, so I'm going on holidays next week to Yamba and um he's he's agreed to to sub for me next week. So. <laughs> yeah, so it was so it's not just me, it's just the way they are to everybody. Um but um just 
getting referrals, funnily enough, it was Jeannie, who's our ambassador, who said, because I thought most of my network are on JobKeeper, so they've got no money, you know, they're not going to be spending money. But a few of them have, you know, partners working and so forth. So they were spending more time at home and obviously looking to do jobs around the house. So Jeannie said, why don't, if you've got no referrals, just send a message out and say, I've got no referrals. Anyone got anything? And straight away I've got two referrals for members in our group just by asking that question. Um, So I guess just not giving up, just keep moving forward. Um, And I made a bit of a decision early on that I was going to try and be positive every meeting. I could have stood up there and just done doom or gloom, but I tried to highlight the positive stories um, because, you know, I can talk about the doom and gloom, but the positive ones, it breeds positivity. So, yeah, it seems to have worked. And for the first time, I've had a lot more members, uh, sorry, visitors come along. Um, because a lot of my the business development managers for the companies are normally extremely busy, and um, but now they're happy to turn up either in person or on Zoom. So, yeah, I've got more visitors. So I've actually gone into green during this time, whereas prior to that I was struggling. What a fantastic story. And, you know, all those people that are out there going, I don't like online, it's not for us, we can't do business, we can't bring visitors. Brent, hasn't it just been a theme across the board, not just in our region, but across the board, that that, that, that the BNI COVID opportunity going online opened up a whole new can of worms in terms of people being able to come to the meetings, new referrals, Um, membership is through the roof, uh, just being able to make the meetings more accessible for people, family balance. I mean, there's a whole bunch of good stuff that's come out of this. Yeah, for sure. Like our membership in Australia has actually risen this year. It's got it's Believe it or not. <clears throat> because people were, it's a lot easier for people to get along and, and see what we're doing and uh, and some of our, like we were that set up, ready to go, a lot of our competitors in this sort of realm uh, of this business networking, which are really B&I light or B&I clones where a lot of them have come from, um, but uh, they weren't, didn't have the global backing and the resources to do what we did with this and the organisation and uh, and we could still keep going, we could still uh, we could still keep our members going. Uh, we had some groups, uh, like I remember saying, through the first three months of uh, of the pandemic, I had some groups double their income compared to the same time last year. Yeah. Which, when you think about it, is absolutely amazing. And uh, even in Victoria, like in, in Victoria, we were in hard lockdown. We we're still doing millions of dollars worth of business. Yeah. Which is, you know... Uh, and which just shows you when you, you know, no matter what your circumstances, if you've got a, you know, a group of good, purposeful, purposeful people, um, you know, looking to uh, make their way, um, absolutely, it's going to, uh, it's going to work. I just think the word um, positive doesn't really encapsulate what a lot of our members like you, Annie, have done. I think a lot of people are positive that things aren't working, it's not going to be the same, we won't be able to come back, we won't be able to do anything. But I think the word proactive is really a decision that a lot of our members made. They made to keep moving forward no matter what, no matter how they were feeling or what was going on in business, they were going to turn up because everyone in that room needed them. 
And I think that was the magic. I felt it in my own chapter. I felt it with our podcast sprint because no matter how things got in Victoria, I still knew I had places to turn up where people valued me Mm. and that I could do something that I could contribute in a good way. Mm. And I think that's the difference that B&I made for a lot of businesses that didn't need the referrals because they had no business to operate, but they just needed to know that they could contribute in a valuable way to people who, who really cared about them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, Annie, what does it look like uh, coming out the other end of this and what would you say to other travel agents? So I think one of the things with all of us is we all know there's a, a like a pot of gold at the end of this. Um, that Qantas flight to nowhere sold out in 10 minutes. People will literally just want to get on a plane and go somewhere. So um, even if it's just flying around nowhere. So Australians are just such travellers. So, um, and in a way, I feel like my clients haven't fully appreciated me because even when it looked like we didn't have a job, we weren't working, I still had my laptop at home. My clients, because I don't work in a shop front, they all have my mobile number. So it was just too easy for them. They don't even know how lucky they are. I feel like I should have made it harder for them. <laughs> appreciate me a little bit more. Um, but they all were able to contact me. I was able to talk them through it. They didn't have to sit on hold upon us for four hours. I was doing that for them. So I think um, in some cases there will be people who maybe um, will decide not to use a travel agent anymore because they've lost some money um, because obviously in a lot of cases we, we just can't return commissions because we've already earned that. That money's been spent, paid. I've delivered the tickets to your house. I've done all that work. Now I'm redoing that work to get your refund back um, for no money. Um, some agents are charging fees for that, so they'll, they'll, that's how they're making just that tiny little bit of money to go forward with. Um, it just depends on on your business model, I guess. So, um, But there is a pot of gold at the end. We all know that. What we would like is some government support, like, you know, what they've done in New South Wales today where people are getting money to spend going out to restaurants and cafes and possibly some support, like, for our boss so he doesn't have to spend all day on the, on the phone to lawyers from shopping centres or photocopy machines. Um, you know, when he has no income because of a government ruling, not because of anything he's done himself. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I, and quite honestly, I have no problem with people keeping commissions for work they've done. I, I think, you know, I, I think that's fair enough. And, you know, this, what's happened was, you know, was out of everyone's control um, with what's happening. And, uh, you know, we really hope that uh, things sort of uh, get back to normal. You know, uh, hopefully the uh, the borders open up a, a bit more in Australia and yes. you can at least uh, facilitate some great domestic holidays we can have yeah. or or we have a, a, a Pacific sort of bubble yeah. happening and uh, people can go to the islands and, and the like and uh, and uh, go and see our Kiwi friends across the, uh, across the Dutch. Dutch, and. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we can we can get that happening. I know they're coming this way, but still going that way. You still have to quarantine at the moment. Yeah. Um, Taiwan is my tip. Taiwan is my Taiwan. tip. Yeah, I'm hoping that there'll be a bubble there. They've had only six deaths, I think, about 500 cases. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's it's sort of a it's a very easy place to visit. So that's my tip for people 
start planning to go to Taiwan. Okay. And while we've got you on tips, what would be your tip for a member to achieve success in B&I, Annie? Um, I'm just such a huge fan of games. Um, I find every time I do a one-on-one where we really follow through on the games profile, I walk back into my office and someone needs that person. Um, And you just learn so much about people doing it that way. Um, I just, yeah, games is is the thing I like to do the most, yeah. Fantastic. And, uh, Annie, thanks for being with us today. Where can people find you? Do you have a website you'd like to give a plug? Well, it's a bit, (laughs) I don't want to be um, not positive, but it's a bit grim at the moment. But, um, yeah, Palm Beach Travel, we have a Facebook. We're tending to go down that trade that path, Palm Beach Travel, and I have a little um, one just for my followers called um, Trip Away with Annie. Our, one of our company names used to be Trip Away. But I also run a um, Facebook private group called Scenic River Cruising Experts, and it's for people who are passionate about scenic river cruising. That's sort of my little thing. So I want to do one of those, one of those river cruises. They look fantastic. I'm not a. I get seasick, so uh, I wouldn't do an open sea one. The river, the river, the river cruise uh, through Europe. Yes, that's a uh, that's a bucket list thing. It, it, You'd be yeah. no fun on a cruise, Brent. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's definitely worth aspiring to and worth doing. Belinda went on one when she was um, in Europe for for Global. Um, so yeah, she she raved about hers as well. Yeah, they look fantastic. Thank you, Annie Thompson from um, English Chapter and Tweed Heads and uh, Palm Beach Travel. It's been great having you on the show today to share your experience as a travel agent and V. Uh, Hopefully we can get a lot of our travel agents back very soon and uh, they can start trading and and get everyone uh, everyone travelling again. We all love travelling. I miss flying. I love flying. Uh, look, I'm not. I'm, I do like flying, but I'm not a big fan of being that close to close up close and personal with a lot of people all breathing the same air at the moment. But <laughs> I will say this: the travel industry in BNI has been one of the most resilient um, membership groups that I have seen. And it didn't matter what travel agent I met; you'd have a five-minute conversation about how difficult it was, and then a twenty-five-minute conversation about how fantastic BNI was. And I just think that goes to show, um, you know, yes. The travel industry had to be very resilient, but I also think too that the members that we've got that are part of BNI, they just know that everything will be okay. They're not alone. Yeah. They're not alone. And I think too, uh, hopefully, we get to Adelaide for national conference in 2021, and hopefully, everyone in a chapter can go to their travel agent and organise all their travel and accommodation through their chapter travel agent, because that's a great reason to get more people to Adelaide this year just to give the travel agents as much work as they possibly can. Let's book out Adelaide. Yeah, and it's all about giving back. And if you can give back through that way and and, and instead of doing it yourself and, and and doing that and you get your travel agent to book everything for you, it's a way you can actually give back. And, you know, domestic's not huge for travel agents and that sort of thing, but it's something mm-hmm. you can do to, to keep them ticking over and, and the like. And that's what we're all about is supporting our fellow members. Now, well, I know that um, we've talked the leg off a chair today, so I'm not going to ask you. I'm not even going to give you a question. I'm just going to ask you for your tip for the week. <sighs> no question this week. I got off scot free. Do you want this? <laughs> no, 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 no. That's okay. That's okay. We don't have to do it. 
it's fine. Yeah. All right. Yeah, All right. So tip of the week, and tip of the week's a bit around this. And you know, 2020 has been tough, hasn't it? Has been tough on a lot of people, and we've all been through a lot this year. So what I'm asking our listeners today is to have some compassion with people and remember to consider what they may have been through this year. And you know what? We may have to cut some people a bit of slack, all right? So before you go too hard on someone, just and, you know, I know we we have high accountability in B&I and, you know, and that's what makes B&I work, but you got to have some compassion along with that and you got to consider what's happening to people you know, what's happened to people during this and what's happened in the background. And, you know, everyone's had a really tough year. We're all fatigued. Uh, we all want to get through it and get back to normal as quick as we can. So just take into consideration people's circumstances and think, you know what, what the, you know, what's that person possibly been through during this? And take that into consideration when you're dealing with people and just cut them some slack. And that's my tip for this week. I love it. 2020 has been tough, but B&I members are tougher because we look after each other. Yep, 100%. Steve, our beautiful producer, he's been sitting back quietly there, but I promise everyone who's listening, he is actually with us. Thank you, Steve. Good to see you. And uh, once again, Annie, thank you so much for joining us and sharing your story. This has been Episode 41 of B&I, The Australian Story, and we'll be back same time, same day next week. Thank you.